What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Eminem Show. Guess who it is? It is your host, Emily and Michael. We are back and ready to record episode 19. Let's get it. I'm excited for today. Welcome to Boundaries Setting 101. Yes, this episode is going to be fire. We're dropping bombs today. And we're calling you guys out. It's time to set those boundaries. So let's go. We're going to talk about how to actually do it effectively. Mm-hmm. And so this is like your intro course to boundaries. Okay. So what is a boundary? All right. It is what you are and are not okay with. And there's two different types of boundaries. There's internal and external boundaries. Internal boundaries are the boundaries you have with yourself and external boundaries are what you have with other people. Okay. So internal boundaries are the standards we hold ourselves to. And also a boundary can look like, you know what, I'm taking on the emotions of other people and you have to set on set an internal boundary to not do that. Right. They're not making you do that. You're doing that to yourself. So that's an example of an internal boundary. Other examples of internal boundaries are like your morals and standards and what you hold yourself to. Yeah, I agree. Morals, values, standards, those things that you hold yourself to. I like expectations, expectations. But what I want to really emphasize here is when I say standards, when you say standards, not to get confused with morals. Mm -hmm. When I say standards, it is the level you hold your life to. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. And we live in a soft, soft world, folks, where our internal boundaries or the standards we hold ourselves to are so off. Okay, and I've been there. You know, growing up, I lacked intrinsic standards. And to a a certain degree, all kids do. All kids lack intrinsic standards, right? And the parent's job is to teach them (laughs) through extrinsic standards, right? So that's a parent's job. So, you know, to a certain degree, all kids lack a little bit of intrinsic ability of that. But my life has changed 180 degrees from who I grew up as. And let me paint a picture for you guys. Okay. And and I bet a lot of you guys can relate to this. One, growing up, I lacked standards just within myself. And I needed something else to, to motivate me or push me. And I think a lot of p- kids deal with this. It's they require a sports team, a coach, a parent to set the standard for them. All right. And that's why you have such these helicopter parents, because they're setting the standards for their kids. Okay. And I was there. But my life changed when, one, I went on a mission, went to Korea, learned the language, you know, preached the gospel and stuff like that. But it also, you know, I remember, I specifically vividly remember, I'm about to come home in like a couple months at this point. And before I got on the subway, I said to myself, you know, I just, I don't know, I just started thinking about the future. And I thought about, college and the university I was going to go to the University of Utah at this point and I remember sitting there and and thinking you know I have to change the way that I study compared to what I was in high school I have got to change and it just hit me like a ton of bricks and I said I will be getting good grades Mm -hmm. and I just it just it just changed it changed within me and I said the standard that I'm going to hold myself to is different Okay, I've gotten a fresh start. My high school GPA is gone. Whatever it was, it's gone now. And I'm moving into college and everything has changed. And I'm going to hold myself to a greater standard. 
Mm. And I did that. And I held myself to a wonderful standard. I got an incredible GPA. And I was, you know, chosen as the student speaker because I changed the standard that I was holding myself to. And so, guys, think about this. When you guys were growing up, one, did you have intrinsic standards that you held yourself to? Or two, could you relate to me? And did you need something extrinsic to hold yourself to a greater standard? Was it sports teams? Was it music? Was it um, your teacher, your coach, whatever it might have been? Can you guys relate to that? Ask yourself, you know, rhetorically and think about that. Something important here is internal boundaries is pretty much saying you are responsible for you. You are responsible for you and what you hold yourself to, how you engage with the world. And you need to be aware of the boundaries you need to be setting internally, right? And and it can be standards within yourselves. It could be how you're engaging with the world around you. And you need to start having boundaries for yourself of like, I don't show up like this anymore. Or I do start to do this. Or whatever various thing it is. But it's how you guide yourself. It's the parameter of how you go about your life is your internal boundaries. And external boundaries is what you think of initially. And this is what we're going to spend the bulk of our podcast talking about, guys, is the external boundaries we set with other people um, because it's a little bit harder. It's a, I mean, both are hard, let's be honest. Look, I take that back. But it's more delicate because another person's in the mix. You kind of lose an element of control and a lack of predictability. And so external boundaries are the ones we set with other people. And it's how we show and we teach people what we are and are not okay with. All right. So let's talk about how we know when to set a boundary. How do we know when we need to set one? The first thing I want you to think about is you are constantly complaining about you. Everybody has them. You call your mom about them. You talk to your partner about them, your friends, and you're always just like, oh my gosh, this person, da, 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 da. Can you believe da, 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 da. And like, they did this to me and da, da, and all these different things, right? You're complaining about them all the time. And this is not to be confused with talking, you know, crap or behind someone's back. None of that. No, we're not, we're not, that's not what we're saying here. What we're saying or she's emphasizing is they're doing something wrong constantly and you're involved in it and it's and it's hurting you in some way and then that's resulting in complaining of this person my mom is calling me 10 times a day yeah that's a lot to have your mom call you let's <laughs> moms if you're listening to this don't call your kid 10 times a day <laughs> yeah. or opposite right don't call your mom 10 times a day either. right it, it's a, a it's a boundary cross right um and so it's something that's genuinely going on that you're not okay with and you're constantly complaining about it okay the next thing to think of is when you should know that you need to set a boundary is you feel off, right? There's like something internal. Your gut's like, mm, I don't feel good about this person. I don't feel good about the relationship and where it's standing. Something feels off. And then this last part ties into you feeling off, but the closeness of the relationship is not matching the intensity of the vulnerability that's there. So if the level of information and dynamic is off you need to be setting a boundary okay and different ways you can set boundaries are explicit and implicit right explicit are hard and fast your sick down conversation 
you're usually going to be a little closer to them, but implicit are going to be like more your short statements, your questions, redirection, um, and we're going to get into this a little bit, okay? So an explicit boundary is you say, hey, mom, you're calling me 10 times a day. I love and care about you, but that is too much. I want to have a positive relationship with you, but I, I need you to call me less. What do you think we can do? That's like a fair amount. I would prefer to call once a week. Whatever you would like to say, right? Whatever your boundary is. It's hard and fast as a sit down conversation. And think about family and close friends are these like explicit boundaries that you're setting. Hard and fast. Implicit. I, I want you to think about like the family member that asks you about your dating life at Thanksgiving. Everyone knows. And you just like, oh my gosh, I don't want to go to Thanksgiving this year because Aunt Sue is going to ask me about my dating life. And and so I want you guys to think about like these more passive people in your life. You're going to set probably more implicit or passive boundary setting because what are you going to do? Pull Aunt Seuss aside and have a sit down conversation about how she needs to stop asking you questions. It's kind of like the intensity isn't matching the situation. Mm. Okay. So you're going to do short statements, questions, and redirections. Okay. Short statements are kind of cluing in that you're ending the conversation. Right. Yeah. Cool. Sure. And your more short statements. Questions are going to divert. Be like, so someone like, hey, have you seen that Biden and Trump are running for presidency again? Oh, I guess so. It sounds like you're interested in that, though. And you kind of divert it somewhere else. Right. Or what made you ask me that? What did you mean by that comment? Right. You're going to ask a question and it's going to be more present lifetime setting of the boundary right and then the redirection this is probably the easiest one and this is probably the most frequently used way to do an implicit boundary of so aunt sue asks you about your dating life oh i don't really want to talk about that but tell me about your kids how are your kids doing or you can say oh it's fine short statement oh it's the dating scene how are your kids doing right and so you're doing like a short statement and then you're redirecting it into a different topic of conversation. Yeah, totally. Um, and I think with with explicit and implicit boundaries, um, like you said, they're implicit. It's kind of what we do more often. It's kind of our go-to. Um, but it shouldn't be where when we say implicit that the boundary isn't firm right. and set. It's not what we're trying to get at. It's more just the way to go about it almost like the method of delivery yeah is implicit versus explicit rather than like a hard and fast explicit boundary versus just kind of like a weak sauce boundary that isn't a boundary at all okay and so it's more just kind of like the method of delivery rather than hard like real boundary versus soft right it's like are we having a sit down conversation or am i doing it in lifetime exactly right and so i want you guys to also notice here that you can offer other options you can say, hey, I can't do lunch today, but what if we got together for our coffee this day? What if we called? What if I called you on the phone? Or, hey, I'm not willing to go to the club, but I would love to grab dinner with you. Right? And so you offer something else in, in replace of the boundary that you're setting. Or, hey, I'm not willing to call you 10 times a week, but I, I can call you maybe once a week. I'd love to do that. Right? And so you're you're offering a, a different option can i ask you a question when what in your therapy setting what is a common theme what do you think most people need to set boundaries regarding 
Is it the kid-to-parent relationship? Is it spouse-to-spouse relationship, partner-to-partner, friend-to-friend? You know, what it is? What do you think you see most? Oh, it's everything. Really? You, it's, you don't see like a common thing? Yeah. And what happens is people get really nervous to do it. Yeah. Um, and, and this is important to note here also. People get super nervous about boundary setting, but two things. One, people who are truly in your corner will respect your boundaries. They will. Two, the people that need boundaries the most will push on them. Right. And so and and so that's why it's harder to set. You're like, oh, I don't know how this is going to go. And because they need the boundary more. Right. And I give the example with my clients. If like you said, hey, Emily, I don't want to talk without that. I would respect that and not ask you about it. But the people in your life that would be like, oh, come on, just tell me about it. That push against it. It's like, well, but that they need the boundary more. Right. And and that's important to keep in mind because I see it with I see a lot of like family dynamics. Family is probably the hardest one to set it with um, because you're with them for I mean they're there and those are the closest relationships you have or they're they're most uh, uh, fused and difficult as well um and it's hardest to get people to want to set boundaries the closer the person is the harder it is yeah i would say that i would agree however i can also affirm that by setting a healthy boundary and by doing it correctly as we're going to talk about how we set them will strengthen the relationship tenfold more than trying to avoid a boundary to save a relationship or weaken the relationship, right? So how do we set them? It's it's really important that we have the ability to be bold yet kind. Be to confront without being confrontational. Okay? And those two things can co- coexist, right? You can confront someone while being kind. So the first thing I want to encourage people to start with is valuing kindness, right? I value you. I think you're, uh, I love our relationship. And so that's why I'm bringing this up, right? And then talk about how you're wanting to strengthen the relationship. I think we would actually get along better, mom, if we talked once a week or we talked less. I would have more to share with you. I'd be more excited to talk to you right? Talk about how it's going to strengthen the relationship. And then the third thing is timing. They have to be at the right place at the right time. And it's kind of an an instinctual thing, but you're not going to do it in front of a crowd of people. You're not going to embarrass them, but you have to do it at the right time. Okay. Love it. One, two, and three, starting with something positive, light, value, and kindness. Going into, okay, what's the purpose of setting a boundary? It is to strengthen a relationship. So you can explicitly say, hey, I want to strengthen the relationship. And this is how I see we can do this, mm-hmm. right? From what I'm understanding. And then for timing, I mean, come on. There is <laughs> good, better, best type of timing. So do it when it's the best. I also, I want to highlight here that the more unhealthy the person is and the more damaging they are to your life, probably the more difficult the boundary setting is going to be and the more probably blunt and like harsh it's going to sound but you have to be relentless and like direct yeah direct you kind of have to be relentless to be honest because there's going to be people that are not there's people out there that aren't healthy you guys that really need hard fast direct boundaries that you're not beating around the bush with and that 
is super, super important. And I want to really highlight here uh, a, a boundary for yourself and where we often get boundaries wrong is your boundaries are your boundaries. They're not other people's boundaries, right? Just because I go to church on Sunday doesn't mean someone else has to go to church on Sunday. Just because I work on vacation or I don't work on vacation doesn't mean someone else has to do that. And so just because someone has different boundaries doesn't mean you have to force yours upon other people. Yeah, I agree. I think one of the hardest boundaries to set sometimes, though, which is interesting that we can talk about, is how do we say no? Mm. It's easy. I mean, I shouldn't say it's easy, but it's easier to to, to a little bit um, of the other boundaries. But I think a lot of one, a common one, that people struggle with is how to say no. How to say no. I struggle with saying no. Yeah. I'm a little bit less on that one. I'm, I'm damn- Michael is relentless. He will, he doesn't want to do it. He's not doing it. Yeah. And so when it comes down to... Which is a good thing. Yeah. It, it, I mean, yeah. I try to do it in a, in a nice way. But in the end, if it's not right for me, it's not right for me. And I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, how would you advise someone? Is someone yourself as well who, who needs to work on saying no? What are some therapist advice you can give to someone how do we how do we say no better i it's slowing down and reflecting right you're sitting there and you're like do i actually want to go or do i i'm am i going for someone else or what do i need what do i want to do and that may seem selfish but it's not right we all get butthurt that we're not invited to something but do we actually even want to go right and you have to just reflect and you have to say What's the motive? And sometimes making yourself go to an event isn't a bad thing, right? It can be a good thing, especially if you're feeling like, oh, I'm not going because of a depressive reason. But for me personally, I've had to get, I just had to practice. You just have to start practicing. You have to start doing it. And it's easier to start on small scale things versus like really big scale things. And so start with a really small thing, saying no to the game night or saying no to a lunch or a plethora of like smaller scale. And and that's something I've had to do. But I, I noticed that my my motive is the, the key there of like, am I doing this for me or am I doing it for someone else? Yes, totally agree. And I think actually with a lot with, with saying no is that when people, I think, get nervous about this, they... I think that it's it's too black and white. And so they almost think that like saying yes is correct, saying no is wrong. But it's like, well, in reality, there's no correct or incorrect way of doing things. It's kind of just like, if you don't want to do it, that's okay. Like yeah. it's it's really not incorrect, it's not correct, whatever it might be. And I think a lot of it with like spouses in like spousal relationships, um, and we've noticed that, we've talked about this because, you know, it has been a source of contention sometimes. Um, but we've come to realize is that, you know, you want to do X, I want to do Y. You don't have to say yes to me doing Y and you doing it with me or vice versa. I don't have to say yes to doing X with you and doing X. Sometimes we can just do X and Y and you can do them, you know, you can do X and I can do Y and we can do it separately, right? right? And it doesn't have to be all the time together. It doesn't have to be all the time the same. Yes. And that's one thing that I realized with saying no is that if you don't want to do that and they want to do something else, okay, that's totally fine. Do something separate. It's all good. Right. It's all good. Right. Your boundaries aren't going to destroy a relationship. If a relationship is truly built upon the correct foundation, it will not wreck 
your relationship. I promise you that. And one last thing with no, you don't have to explain it. You don't have to explain your no to people. You don't. I, this is where we get into this category. People feel, feel the need to explain themselves. You don't have to do that. And how do we follow through on our boundaries? So it's really, it's hard, but it's simple. People are going to do what they're going to do. And you have to respond accordingly. If people aren't going to respect your boundaries, they're not going to respect your boundaries, quite frankly. They're not. And so there has to be a consequence for actions, right? It's not like that you're punishing people, but say we have this agreement that we are sharing a car and we share the car based on the agreement that it keeps clean. And if you don't keep it clean, there's X consequence, right? Or, hey, I need you to do this for me. And if this doesn't follow through, then why is going to happen, right? And that that's how we have to think about it, right? If, hey, mom, if you can't stop calling me 10 times a day, I'm going to have to make some changes and I might have to restrict your number for certain hours of the day. That sounds heartless, but that's the, that's the matter of the fact, right? Or whatever that boundary there needs to be because the thing is people are going to push and push and push people that need boundaries are going to push as long as you let them as long as you let them so there needs to be a, a consequence for negative actions hey i've asked you to stop sharing my information with other people i'm no longer going to share information with you because you continue to tell other people yep. the the intensity of our relationship is going to decrease Right. And the next thing is you have to be able to follow up. Right. Be like, hey, remember that thing I told you about? That boundary I told you about? Yeah. I need you to, to do that. Right. Yeah. And and once again, the the more intense the situation, the greater intensity there's going to be fault. And the ultimate rule here, guys, is you have to use your voice. You have to stand up for yourself. And you have to advocate for yourself. Period. Okay? Period. Period. <laughs> and so let's get into some practical steps. Okay. One, two, and three. What are they? Identify is number one who you need to set boundaries with in your life. And it could even be situations that could be within yourself, right? And then two, brainstorm the type of way you would like to set it. Would it be more explicit, implicit? What consequence would be there? What's the best way to say it? The best way in time? Where would you like to have the conversation at? All sorts of different things. And with this one, yes, it is important to brainstorm and kind of think about the way, the direction that you want to take the conversation that you're going to go into. However, do not get caught in paralysis of analysis. Yes. Okay. Just don't. In the end, think about it a little bit, but then act. Remember, just as we have talked before, following up with the last practical step, it is take action. Okay. So if you're going to think about it, if you're going to identify the boundary, who you need to set it with, how you want to set it, all of that, you must take action in the end because you will get stuck in paralysis of analysis if you do not follow up with action. Okay, guys. And literally this isn't a practical step or anything, but hold yourself to a higher freaking standard. Okay. This world is very soft that we're living in. Okay. And it's important that we have people who are willing to hold themselves to a greater standard, a stricter standard, and be disciplined within themselves. So it's up to us, all right? So get after it. 
Thanks for listening in to this week's podcast, guys. We'll see you next week. Please like, share, and review our podcast. We are growing, and we are growing with you guys, and we can't do it without you, so thank you. Yes, thanks for tuning in, guys. See you next week. See you.